I'm Corey Stroman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Today, we're jumping into our co-starter series, during which we'll be chatting with four individuals with businesses and ideas who have participated in the 10-week business education program at Collider, further developing their ideas and building valuable connections through their cohorts. We're looking forward to hearing their stories and sharing them with you. Thank you for taking the time today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Today on the podcast, we chat with Paul Kerner about his non-alcoholic beverage business, Afterglow, as well as his experience as a co-starters participant. Let's get started. Welcome, Paul. Thanks so much for being on the show with me today. Thanks for having me, Corey. My pleasure. Well, tell me a little bit about what brought you to the Rochester area and what you'd say keeps you around. Uh, what brought me to Rochester? Well, I <clears throat> grew up in Rochester, lived here for a number of years, and then kind of swore the town off, moved away to the cities, and then uh, had our first child, and then very quickly realized like being close to family was super important. Mm-hmm. So we decided to make the move kind of right after COVID hit uh, from the Twin Cities and moved back to Rochester. Um, in the summer of that year. Um, and now we've welcomed our second child, so I don't really see us going anywhere anytime soon. Sure. Yep. Well, congratulations on the little ones. Thank you. What's your background in work and or education? Um, so initially, like my undergraduate degrees in social work, so I did juvenile court for a while um, and then very quickly fell out of love with that. And then it always kind of been working, you know, part-time in restaurants. Um, and I think kind of through those experiences of just kind of worked up um, into different positions, you know, bar manager, general manager, catering. Um, so it was just kind of something that happened very kind of naturally, not mm-hmm. um, an expected route, but one that, you know, here we are. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say kind of initially sparked your interest in the non-alcoholic beverage world and what inspired you to turn that passion <laughs> into, you know, a business idea? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a pretty personal answer. Um, you know, I had gone through, I think with the pandemic, a lot of us dealt with, um, a lot of free time on our hands and access to things that probably weren't the most healthiest. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my drinking was definitely a big, um, big point in my life where I knew I needed to make some changes. So I think for me, it was recognizing that I still wanted to have a social life and still be engaged, you know, with, you know, the beverage industry that I've worked in for a number of years. So for me, it was just to create an opportunity that I didn't feel like I had for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where it came from is I just felt pretty isolated by not being able to go out and still have the same experience with the friend groups that I had before. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just a lot of, a lot of time kind of looking at what options were out there, you know, what was happening in different cities, what other people were doing. Um, And then it just, you know, came to a point where, I didn't find it. So I knew I needed to start it, you know, for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And so starting that kind of like, I'd say market research in 2020, you know, you were interested in, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing what was out there. Have you noticed a significant change from 2020 to now in the NA beverage world? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're starting to see just across the board, a lot of people are really um, putting a lot of emphasis on healthier lifestyle in general. Mm-hmm. And I think incorporating, mm-hmm. still incorporating those social pieces that we all, you know, hold really kind of close to our hearts. Like that's just an important part of being a human is having, yeah. you know, those pieces in place. Um, you know, so you're seeing, you know, there's a 
couple places up in the Twin Cities that I go quite a bit. Marigold is a non-alcoholic liquor store that I go to all the time. I actually checked I, it out a yeah, couple of weeks ago. It's awesome. Um, and just, you know, walking in there and feeling at home mm-hmm, and just really feeling mm-hmm. like there was, you know, there's wine options, there's liquor options, there's different seltzers and different, you know, adaptogen drinks. So I, I think the the selection is out there for people. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's very approachable too that, you know, people are still having something that's like reminiscent of a cocktail or a beer or a glass of wine. So I think just having that physical piece to bring into the social circle has been helpful for people. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about your product and services and your goals for the the business, kind of what you've developed so far. Well, so initially, you know, when I... Um, did co-starters this summer. The idea was to start basically like a non-alcoholic beverage consulting service. So either mm-hmm. going into pre-existing restaurants um, and helping them develop like non-alcoholic um, beverages, you know, to place on their menu. Um, and then also looking at, you know, private events, you know, work events, you know, do you want to have a team building exercise, but not mm-hmm. have alcohol present still mm-hmm. kind of have that same, you know, social environment. So I felt like you know, given Rochester, the medical community and people still wanting to have that social piece, it made sense to offer those types of services. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I'm, what I kind of find out and even just the more that I talk to people about it is just the education piece on like, what is NA and like mm-hmm. what, what that means to people. I think there's still a, not like a misconception, but people just assume like an NA is like an O'Doul's, you know, there's still yeah. a, a pretty big gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's it's more so I'm just I I need to find a way to maybe bring those products to people first before I can actually bring the services to them. So it's kind of like rolling back a little bit and looking at like what the actual focus is on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the last like several months, I've taken a step back from my drinking as well, and definitely a re like I. Nobody really enjoys getting drunk, I don't think. Like, no. nobody likes that feeling or <laughs> the after effects. Yeah. Right, right. Um, there comes a point where the the allure maybe wears yeah. off. And yeah. if you really enjoy high-quality tasting beverages, it's easy to think, like, well, I'm just trapped in drinking alcohol because there's not a better option for right. me. But if I could have something that tasted awesome, had a lot of, you know, complexity, and was enjoyable to drink... I would absolutely give up that, right. you know, alcohol yep. feeling. Yep. Um, and so it's awesome that you're out there kind of building yeah. that for people and and helping people discover that there is a better option than old duels. <laughs> and there well, are wines that you can taste it. You can be, I'm none the wiser that this isn't like an alcoholic right. beverage. You know, and, and not to say that, you know, still working in the hospitality industry, like I, I still bartend, you know, I still mm-hmm. serve alcohol. I'm still mm-hmm. around alcohol. Like it's, it's still a part of people's lives and it, it's not, I'm not trying to take away, f- you know, from right. people choosing that, but it's just like, there's other choices. If you want to just take it easy on a Tuesday night and have something different, here are a couple choices for you. Yes. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Yep. Well, kind of leading into what you had said about Rochester being kind of a health focused community, yeah. have you found the area to be receptive to your idea so far? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, and I, I think it, I haven't received any feedback that has told me that I'm going in the wrong direction. Right. You know, I, I think it's just figuring out how to, how to find the right people, how to hit the right people, like 
where to set this up, how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all those kind of operational pieces and, um, you know, finding the time, you know, yeah. working full time and having two kids and um, truly realizing like this is something that I'm, I'm like 100% passionate about. So I also don't want to like flub it. Right, and, right. And like not give it the time that it it's it needs. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of a, there's a lot of like, I won't say dead ends, but I think you turn back mm-hmm. around and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a different direction behind me. So I think it's just taking the time to reflect on the steps and making sure that we're doing things that are going to like add value to the community too. Cause I live here mm-hmm. and I don't want to mm-hmm. like bring something to the table. That's not going to be around in three years. Like it should be something that like, you know, brings something to the table. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yep. definitely a balancing act between yeah. having to accept that what goes out there first isn't probably going to be perfect or the, right. the ideal, but, but at a certain point, you know, you have to put a lot of thought behind it yeah. too. So, and sometimes you just have to do it too. Yes. You know, that's there the is a, there, too. I got to yeah. just jump once in a while too, cause that's part of it. Right. Yep. It is a balance. Well, um, you had mentioned that you participated in co-starters here at Collider. What would you say the program provided to you while you're moving forward with your business and would you recommend it to others? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, as far as the value that it, you know, during that time I was finishing my MBA too. So a lot of that kind of lined up with like the schooling that I was doing, but just to know that there was local people with local networking options and just understanding kind of like the pulse of the community and really walking through just the very like infant stages of like, what is a business? How does it work Mm -hmm. to full on, you know, pricing, legal operations, like staffing, like all the things that go into it. Um, you know, they had all the support pieces there, you know, the curriculum was great. Yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. hundred percent. Yeah. Excellent. I really loved it. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Thank you. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges or barriers you've faced as you've been developing your idea? Yeah, honestly, I think a lot of it is just like personal hesitation. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like for the lack of knowing the correct steps. I think it's, it's just, it's getting past that cliff Mm -hmm. of like committing to something and knowing that like after a certain point, I can't let this idea just disappear. Like, like it's out there now. Um, you know, so I think I think a lot of that too is just as much as you have to focus on, you know, the idea and building that out. You also have to like equally focus on yourself and find mm-hmm. make sure that you're like giving yourself the time to be successful and getting it out there. So from that standpoint, it's a little more difficult than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going in the right direction. Well, hopefully. excellent. Yeah. What do you find most rewarding and enjoyable about developing Afterglow? Man, I think just just knowing that when it gets to the point that I can see in my mind, I'm going to be so proud of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I think working and knowing that like that that end kind of vision hasn't changed throughout this process. So mm-hmm. I think from that standpoint, that's what makes me know that it's like a good idea. Is yeah, that hasn't shifted. Yeah. Um, and just being able to give, you know, friends, family, and, you know, especially people that come to the community, you know, for medical care that might want to celebrate but can't drink mm-hmm. or, you know, for whatever reason, they just, they need kind of that um, social lubricant in between but can't have alcohol or 
whatever. So to be able to provide really anybody that's just looking for a different opportunity to have that choice, I think is really what I'm getting behind. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. What's a piece of advice that you would give to someone considering jumping into business ownership or developing an idea? Um, do it. I mean, write everything down, ask questions. I think for me, it was getting outside of my comfort zone and really Mm -hmm. getting, being okay with like getting feedback that I didn't expect or that I interpreted as negative, but was maybe delivered more constructively. You know what I mean? So I think Mm -hmm. understanding that, you know, even what you may interpret as, you know, negative feedback can really be flipped around and used to your advantage. So don't get discouraged um, by jumping into it. And, you know, I think as long as you have an idea that you believe in and you're smart and you take your time with it, it can be successful. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, outside of work, what are some of your hobbies and interests? Oh, outside of work. <laughs> the never ending yeah. slog of work. That you know, is honest, it, honestly, right now, it's just, it's just been beautiful to spend time with my family. Um, our youngest daughter was born 20, at 24 weeks this past summer. Um, so we spent three months in the NICU here at St. Mary's and, um, you know, I think, you know, for our family, it was just, there was a lot of unknowns, you know, over the past, Mm -hmm. you know, four or five months, you know, so for me, just being at home right now is awesome. Yeah. I think, um, you know, hobbies I enjoy, you know, painting, sketching, you know, just some of that stuff that I think is just been on the side for so long just because of other Mm -hmm. responsibilities. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, truly just spending time with my kids right now is what I enjoy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with me today and good luck moving forward. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks so much to Paul for sharing his story and thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within Rochester, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of local entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast.